I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester. And man, you're good, Av. If only you were a woman. And I'm Av Zanensky. And Alex, I've had such a good time doing this podcast with you. We should do it again sometime. Welcome back to Pretty Good Friends, a friends podcast between pretty good friends. Let's say good. We are here today to discuss season one, episode three, the one with the thumb, which originally aired on October 6, 1994. And Av, you and I, uh, trying to remember last week, neither one of us had any recollection of the Thumbs role uh, here in this episode. Yeah, so I, I just, like, I didn't want to, like, I, I knew that it was, like, like a random thumb. So, like, I knew mm. that, like, it wasn't, like, yeah. something happens to one of their thumbs. Um, I just didn't remember <laughs> specifically what it was and how preposterous it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, I, I did what once um, once Phoebe got her thousand dollars from the bank or her five hundred dollars, whatever it was from the bank. I That's when I remembered. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, she, but I didn't remember sort of the resolution of it. I didn't realize it was like all resolved, like within one episode the uh-huh. way it was, because you would think it would take some time to have some kind of negotiation and hire counsel. Oh, yes, but, yes. Yes. It's a very, very quick moving uh, legal case here. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you uh, you you call the number, I guess, on the side of the can. It's a very strange can. We'll get to that. You say, I have a thumb in here, and they say, here's $7,000, and that's it. No contract signed, nothing. Um, yeah. So do we have uh, other business, or could we jump right into this uh, recap? We could jump in. Um, it's uh, um, hasn't been much going on in the Friends universe, so um, I think we can <laughs> no, no safely... breaking news. Yeah, no breaking news as far yeah, as n- I know. None of the main character spouses is being funded by the other party as like a troll candidate for president. <laughs> Um, currently that is not happening i did i did see a lot of uh wow cheryl hines really thought her days of like being embarrassed by her husband were over (laughs) yeah Yeah, we've discussed this on this podcast before like she started dating him in 2014 like well after he was well established as like an anti-vaccine psychopath so like um there's absolutely no sympathy for her like i i do I do think like and I know people like this who are like in long term relationships and then their spouse goes a little bit off the deep end in one direction or another politically. But like you're married to someone, you're committed to them, you have a family with them. Like, I know, you know, I, I think uh, supporting someone, even if you think some of their views are uh, you know problematic is fine. Um, but yeah, Cheryl, that's not what Cheryl did. So no, uh, no. Yeah. Cheryl chooses uh, men poorly, very poorly. Yes. But uh, although Ted Danson was was OK, probably. Although she cheated on him with Larry David, so yeah, poor decision. Yeah, he's no Ted Danson. He's much, yes. much worse. Certainly not. Yes. Um. Yeah. And um. All right. So, but we're not a Kerr podcast right now. So who cares? We're not. About, uh, not right now. Yeah. We are, and we will be. Yes. For right now, we're a Friends podcast. Yes. So let's do at, it at some point. Uh, just for uh, newcomers from the in the to the Friends universe, if if there are any of those people. Um. Yeah, we were originally a Kerr podcast, and at some point at the end of uh, 2023, when we think that the final season 12 of Curb airs we'll probably take a, a 10 week break from uh from friends to probably so <laughs> we're gonna do both like we might do both is like no, 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 definitely yes definitely yes. yeah we're gonna take yeah. a break yeah no we're not gonna be uh podcasting two episodes a week though i don't i wouldn't think yeah. i wouldn't yeah. think not for this much money <laughs> yeah all right so uh yeah let's jump in yeah season one episode three as you said the one with the thumb I think there's only one with the thumb. 
it would be annoying if there was like many episodes with them. Um, written uh, for the first time, not by Kaufman Crane, uh, by Jeff Astroff and Mike Sikowitz. And directed again by James Burroughs, four for four on the Burroughs. Um, and this episode of Friends was seen by 19.5 million people. So we uh, we continue a steady decline. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see. And are we still is, are we uh, still at 830? Uh, we're still at 830. Yeah, okay. I think we're going to be at eight, I think we're going to be at 830 for a very long time, right? Oh, I mean, I just remember Friends and I was in Central. Friends at Central and Seinfeld yeah, at 8. It was, it was always and they cycle shows in between them. So I, but how many years did it take to do that? Should we look it up or should we wait to see when it, when we switch to eight? Um, I mean, did friends start airing? There's probably some people are screaming into their phones right now. They know the answer. No, that's not like a thing that people know. Um, um, this is like very hard to Google. Friends and and eight is just giving me a lot of things about friends season eight. Yeah. All right. Maybe if I write 8 p.m. I don't. I don't even think I care that much. We'll find out when we. Well, it out. sounded like you cared a lot about it's, thirty it's seconds still, ago. So, so right now it's the. And what is it? Before, what is it right after? I forget. Suddenly, Susan or something. Mad you about you. Mad about. Oh, you. mad about you. Yes, mad about you. Oh, okay. Oh, so we have back to back. Um, we have a, a Phoebe and Ursula buffet. Um, uh, Lisa Kudrow starring on consecutive shows in primetime. That's pretty good. Lisa okay. Kudrow. Uh, okay, I'm going to the Wikipedia page for for, for must see TV. That this will yeah. probably have a chart. Okay. That shows like the lineup yeah. at all times. Okay, so ninety three, ninety four. We have okay. So friends. Oh, okay. So it's pretty. Wait, cool. it's not called must see TV in ninety three, ninety four. <laughs> what happened? Uh, it says it was here. it uh, ninety three. It says started. Um. So yeah. So friends will be at eight eight thirty until the ninety five, ninety six season. So season three, which is season no season two, two. Because yeah. yeah, we're so fall ninety four. So it season moves to eight two, very quickly. Oh, did okay. Mad About You end that early? Oh no, no. So where did it go? I don't remember what Mad About You. I watched Mad About You in in succession. There's a there's a great uh, um, the brother who uh, plays Lapidus later on in episodes, which is uh, the show that, of course, uh, Matt Matthew LeBlanc goes to Matt LeBlanc. I don't know why I call him Matthew. Nobody calls him that. Uh, Maybe his mother does. Um, So uh, did you watch Mad About You at all? Yeah, I watched a bunch. Okay, so there's the episode where they have a they have they have a parrot, they have a bird for some reason, and so um, uh, Paul Reiser and his brother Lapidus, whose name I forget the actor, they're they're trying to sell this uh, or give away or, or sell this this bird on the streets of Manhattan, and so the brother with his very strong Brooklyn accent says to some lady as she walks by, "Ma'am, may I interest you in a cockatoo?" And so uh, <laughs> that's, I always think of that line. That's a good. Line. Yeah, um, Friends is actually going to move to nine o'clock, nine thirty. Sorry. So it goes in, at, so is that between Seinfeld and ER then? Yeah. And that's then an, and then for th- season that's two an even higher profile slot in terms of like uh, feeding a show to give it ratings than 830. Right. Because um, ER was the biggest show on TV, I think it was very big. I yeah. don't know who was the biggest show, but yeah, it was my memory um, is that like because to me, obviously, Seinfeld was the most important show on TV. But my memory was that ER always was bigger than it. And I could never understand why, because I was a kid who loved Seinfeld and never saw an episode of ER. And I've still never seen an episode of ER. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I've seen some episodes of ER, but not a lot. Mm. Um, so yeah, it'll it'll be at it'll be at eight thirty. It'll go briefly to nine thirty, and then by the beginning of season two, it'll be in the eight o'clock slot where it'll stay for nine more years. Okay, yeah, wow. Um, uh, that's like that's like batting leadoff for nine seasons. That's a uh, like and then what what was what is the Get first show to be in the eight o'clock slot after Friends? After Friends, mm-hmm. um, the the or was the Office the nine o'clock show? No, no, or no. There's a bigger gap probably between the Friends ends in 2005 in the spring of 2005. So we're talking fall of 2005. Yeah, um, you're overthinking it. 
Oh, is it Joey? It's Joey. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so that was the that was the built-in assumption. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and what aired? I saw at, every episode of Joey, which is more than I can say for yeah. What aired at nine o'clock in the same season that Joey premiered on NBC? Was it the same show that aired at nine o'clock when, like, in the late seasons of Friends at eight o'clock? Um, it was for one season of Friends, and I'll tell you, it was a one-hour oh. show. It's a one-hour show. Don't tell me it's The Apprentice. It's The Apprentice. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Wait, but what, Trump was Celebrity Apprentice. Is that right? Oh, no, he was the main. No, apprentice. he was The Apprentice. No, he's oh, okay, great. It's All him. right. He was, I mean, he so, was the Celebrity Apprentice, too, I believe. So basically, if Jerry Seinfeld hadn't retired, hadn't selfishly retired, we could have That's right. Trump. It's That's all right. his fault. Yeah, I mean, it's like um, we're talking about seven years extra that he would have to <laughs> yeah. do of the show. <laughs> um, yeah. But Will and Grace, actually. Will and Grace actually immediately preceded, which actually is kind of ironic. Yes, it's very oh, no. ironic. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. No, even worse. Will and Grace was moved to 830 to accommodate the Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've we never must, seen an episode. We must of the move Apprentice. the only gay show yeah. to make room. Have you ever seen an episode of The Apprentice? Yeah. Yeah. I watched the season that the uh, Orthodox guy was on. Oh, my, my roommate's brother, in other words. Because um, I was sure. about to say, my roommate in college, his brother was on the show and finished in second place. Yeah, right. And I still Lee, Lee was his name, right? Yes, yeah, so I watched yes. that season because uh, like yes. people Lee were into name. it, and you know my friends were all into it. So, oh, okay. Um, he finished in second place. Is that correct? Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, that uh, sounds. But right. he was he was hired anyway. He worked. Yeah, I don't unfortunately, know. Donald Trump finished in first place. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, not by you know the actual counting of the votes, but uh. Well, by by who who gets to be president? Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, we were hoping for. According to him, that's always the case. So yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess we can talk about the actual episode of Friends. Yeah, well, I think we did say we were going to do that. Like, yeah, uh, so we may as well. Yeah, we may as well. (laughs) Once again, we start out uh, cold open at Central Perk, and just you know, very much this you know the kind of the same thing we've been seeing in these other episodes, just kind of talking like very just like hanging out, talking about relationships. And Phoebe comes in, and you know this is uh, we see right from the top. This is going to be a very Phoebe centric episode, or by far our biggest Phoebe episode today, for sure. Yeah. And um, everyone's like, how was your date? And she's like, it didn't go well. Um, he ended it off with uh, saying that we should do this again, which everyone knows, you know, that means we're not going to do it again. And yeah. Rachel's like super confused. And this is just like, again, like Rachel being like the only one who's never lived. Right. Like she doesn't know a job. Well, I, so, I mean, I think the implication is she was with Barry for right. so long. Like she never which, yeah. like you and I are in that scenario in terms of like the apps, for example. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's but, what I'm yeah. saying. Like she's she was like never out there. So she doesn't but, know but, about so, things. But, so how long did she date Barry? Dude? I mean, because we know she dated people in high school. In fact, you know, she, you know, she says to Monica, remember me and so or Monica says her remember me and you and so and so like she was clearly a, uh, you know, she had a lot of uh, uh, male opportunities. Uh, yeah, no, she had a lot of partners. It's implied in, yeah. in, in at least um, in high school going to college. Yeah, I, I would guess that yeah. Rachel uh, hooked up with Barry sometime late in college and he's probably a couple of years older than her. Okay. He was already in medical school. Sure. Um, but, but dental school. Dental school, whatever, yeah. Brian, right. Um, but late in college, again, she had, okay, so maybe high school relationships are different, but I feel in college relationships, uh, some of these cliches come to play a little bit. I don't know. But, yeah, um, but they certainly implies if she's never been out in the world. Yeah, she's never really just been like out playing the field, it sounds like, like yeah. going on dates. Like even in college, I feel like there's not as much of like this type of dating. It's more just like you meet people in school and like you're a friend, like you become friends already, kind of more. I think as opposed to like I also think in college because people are less mature. There's a lot more just like ghosting people like you're not going to like take them out to a um, 
what's the restaurant in the, in Seinfeld? So you ghost them. You don't even say, let's do this again. Oh, I think just texting <laughs> even. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a yeah. Pom- uh, Pomodoro, by the way. Pomodoro. Right. Yeah. right. That's, what, um, that's what you take girls to break up with them in Manhattan. Yeah. So we learn some translations from dating language to English yes. language. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can uh, fill us in what some of these meanings. We should do this again means what? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, we should not do this again. We will never do this again. It means specifically you will never see me naked. Oh, you'll never see me We're naked. Told. Oh. And um, what does it's not you mean? Mm, it's definitely you. It's yeah. definitely you. It's yeah. definitely you. And you're such a nice guy. Do you recall what that one means? Uh, you're bald. Uh, no, it means I'm going to be dating leather wearing alcoholics. Dating leather, leather. Uh, no. I'm going to be dating. I'm going to be dating leather wearing alcoholics and complaining about them to you. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're stuck in the best friend position. That's right. The best. Oh, friend. I see. Uh, no, the friend zone. The friend zone, as it's called. Yes. Um, were you a, were you ever a big uh, friend zone guy? I feel like not. I feel like uh, you, I, feel, you, I, I was well. I was in the friend zone. On I, I, had a, I had a lot. It, it shook up as no surprise. I had a lot of female friends who were like on like distant, like geographical locations to me. Uh huh. Who I spent a long time talking on the phone with. Yeah, and very little time having sexual intercourse with. No, zero time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's a bad ratio. Um. Yeah, but I was also like very naive at the time. Our, our, our mutual friend, uh, I would say, uh, at this point, uh, acquaintance at best, uh, Danny. Mutual. Yeah. He used to uh, he used to accuse me of being a leader honor. Because I was just like having these conversations, but it, it was not, I was just like completely clueless because I knew nothing about women <laughs> or society, apparently. So, um, so I had a lot of platonic female friends, definitely, but they were like not in real life. Well, a little bit in real life, but mostly just uh, mostly online people. friends. Yeah. But they weren't well over the phone. Yeah. But, or, or yeah, I think we used AIM back then, right? I think we used AIM for sure. Yeah. 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 But I don't, um, I don't remember too many who were telling me about the leather clad bikers who were alcoholics who they were dating yeah but the, the but i think it's like a kind of a stand-in for like the guys they were dating were always like much worse people than you well uh, much worse of course yeah we're all we're the good guys yeah but uh, well the, they were the, always the, like those like the bad yeah, boys they, right exactly yes exactly. of course yes we're the good love, boys. love those bad boys yes exactly yeah that's why jen ended up with me she was warned that i was she was falsely told i was a bad boy well, she, well I don't know oh no she was falsely told i was what was it? I don't know. She was falsely told I was a good a good boy, actually. Oh, I see. She, well, she was warned ahead of time before she met me. There's going to be this guy this summer named Alex Chester. He's a huge kiss ass. Stay away from him. He's a bad seed. No, I was too good a seed. He's a super good he seed. He's a good seed. He's a yeah. good seed. And then um, the first week, I was like openly disrespectful to the boss. And so Jen was uh, confused, but apparently attracted. So I guess the bad boy thing is true in that case. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Especially if you're a bad boy, you, you act as a bad boy, and if you thought you were going to be a good boy. But I'm actually, like... hu- yes, but I'm actually a huge nerd, so. <laughs> Can't confirm. Tricks out of her. Humongous. Tricks out of her. She, she walked right into that one. <laughs> um, all right, we have one more uh, phrase to define. I think mm. we should see other people. Uh, I'm currently seeing your roommate, your sister. What was You're it? close. You're close. Haha, I already am. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Not as specific um, as I thought. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I I always hated all of this bullshit. I like it's it was kind of like the same thing as like when I wanted to buy a house, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I really just wanted them to tell me what the real price of the house was. Instead of you both dancing around, yeah. instead of right having to play games, it's like nothing else is sold this way. And <laughs> I feel like everything also with this, it's just like well, it, it, just tell me it, if you're interested, and I'll text you. Bartering like, is common in other parts of the world, and certainly a. Uh, 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 George tries to bring it back to the Upper West Side with minimal success. Minimal success, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I like bartering actually. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's I mean, really not, not for everything. It's annoying, but once in a while. Yeah, interesting trades considered. Yes, exactly. Um, so I'm glad that I did. 
Chandler, Chandler kind of sees like the empathy and all of it, letting people down easily. Um, it's kind of like telling little kids when their dog dies that they really were just taken upstairs to a farm, you know, where they yeah. could uh, run around. And Ross is like, that's so crazy because like our dog Chichi was mm -hmm. actually taken yeah. to like a farm upstate to the Milners. And he's like still living there and he's just like running around and having a great time. Yeah. And as he's like saying the words out loud um, between that and like Monica's little like honey. Um, again, a little awkward. Yeah. Um, and not just it, that, they're holding hands. Yeah, yes. it dawns on him for the first time that Chi uh, Chi's been long dead. Yes. And, and this, this, um, the Ross discovery of Chi Chi happened to me in real life verbatim uh, to uh, 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 Jen's uh, best friend, whose name I won't mention, except that I've just doxed her. So people who don't know. Yes. Um, yes. You told us, I think. Yes. Recently. And, um, and I was actually trying, I was trying to get Jen. Jen has never seen an episode of the show, Friends, not even one. Uh -huh. And I tried to get her tonight to watch an episode, in particular this episode, because I wanted to see if uh, if she would recall. Uh, the weirdest thing is that that happened to Jen's friend at my aunt's house, because um, I was going to dinner there, and so Jen was going to dinner there, and so her so her, she like she knew no one there at all except for us very vaguely. She had never heard of the Beatles, and then the dog thing happened, so she made quite an impression. Oh, you're right, yeah. And and my, and my aunt, who um now now her senility has unfortunately taken a lot of her bite, but my aunt uh. Was not my my aunt was a, my aunt was a bitch. Let's just be honest. Here. <laughs> she said she said to me, "Boy, your girlfriend sure knows how to make stupid." Um, and uh, nice. you know, yes, so uh, which which is true. Let's be honest here. So I was at my parents' house recently, and I yeah. found this book in their house. Which book? Oh, we're in video. This one that I'm showing you. Oh, wait. it's. Back, oh, it's a friend's book. Yeah, it's a friend's. The official. You have like you have trivia like guide. You have like a filter on Zoom, so everything is oh, fuzzy except for your face. A filter. Yeah. Oh, it's like, like the I camera. It like shades. Yeah. Of, okay, I'll turn it off. Okay, now um, I'll show you. See, yeah, but here's my issue. Trivia. With, it's a trivia yes. questions. Okay, are there trivia questions related to this episode? Um, them on me? There is. Um, well, there's also there's I I see two questions that you could know the answers to. Well, Number one is question. who okay, did well, who does question. Rachel say that Barry looked like? Already it, or in a future episode? No, this is from episode one. Who did Barry look like in episode one? John Lovitz? No, nah. I don't remember. Mister Potato Head. Oh yes, 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 yes. I was thinking of the real people. Yes. Yeah, Mr. Potato is more of a what than a who, but I guess he's a who. I should show more respect to Mr. Um, Potato. The one from this episode is, why did Phoebe give away $1,000 to a street person? Which, first of all, I want to say is very not politically correct. I believe the preferred term is Unhoused. person experiencing the streets. Yeah, so, um, I mean, the specific reason is because she just, you know, she she feels like she didn't earn the money. And, I mean, we could talk about that. Yeah, Hopefully. okay, we'll get there. Okay, that's yeah, so, it's not okay. really explicitly discussed. My, my issue yeah. here with Ross's discovery of Chi-Chi is, like, Ross is presented on the show as the smart one, which um, again not exactly true for uh, for my uh, beloved wife's uh, beloved friend. Right. Um, and so I just it doesn't it's more of a Joey thing, right? Mm -hmm. Or or really any character except for, except for Ross. I guess the thing is Ross is such a softy that he believes it for that reason. I guess there's a naivete. To yeah, him. I think it's a naivete. With yeah. Him. Okay. Perhaps. Um, um, I mean, you mentioned this before, like how much we see a Phoebe. Like the first two episodes of the show were just the Geller Green show. Yes. And so in this episode, for sure, is the buffet slash Bing show. We see like both of them in other environments. Yeah. And Monica and still. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's still Geller Green. But it's interesting to me that Joey comes last of the other three characters. Yeah. Joey so far is the big straggler. Yeah. Because, you know, my memory is that we know a lot more about Joey. I mean, eventually we'll meet Phoebe's dad and Phoebe's brother, et cetera, et cetera. But like 
for the first several seasons, I feel like we meet Joey's sisters and his and his dad much earlier than we meet anyone from Phoebe's family, except for Ursula, I guess, right? Um, I, yeah, I, I honestly don't remember. Anyway. remember. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, they don't really know what to do with Joey yet. That's clear. Yeah. Although I think in our, you know, the first scene is that, that we the get, case, or, or do they they just have it planned? They're going to do it next. Like, I don't know. Well, it seems like maybe they're starting to figure it out because I think they're you're, we're going to see already just from this first scene, um, after the credits here that the Joey and Chandler chemistry is pretty great. Um, and yeah. that's going to be like for me, like one of my favorite parts of the show is just for like, sure the yeah. whole period, just like Joey and Chandler being like a married couple that like, <laughs> yeah, uh, just like gets into hijinks together. It's like one of the best parts of this show. Yes. Um, so we, you this know, is the we, first uh, time we see their apartment in this first episode. time we see their apartment. So, yeah. yeah, definitely wasn't in the pilot. They probably didn't even know yet that 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 apartment exists. Yeah. Um, and, and it's then, funny because like the, one of the main themes of the show is like they have the dumpy apartment. Right. But like again, that common room is absurdly large. <laughs> yes, very good room. Neither one of us ever lived in a place in the city with a room that large. Um, certainly not when we were like you know in our twenties and uh, not. No, because if there was that. ever a room that large, it would be made into another bedroom. Yeah, exactly. To save money on rent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So do we uh, go to their apartment next? We go to the apartment. Scene? We yeah. actually start in on what will be like probably the mo- one of the most iconic parts of their apartment is the Laurel and Hardy poster that mm-hmm. I think is on their wall the entire run of the show basically. Yeah. Um, we also see another Mets hat, so uh, lots of Mets hats going on. on well, Fred Joey so for sure is a Mets fan, right? Well, we got Joey and we got uh, we got Barry last week, so oh, yeah, Barry's a Mets fan, that's true, out in the island, yeah. So, um, they're like they're reading lines, Joey's rehearsing for a part, and Chandler's helping him. And we find out that the character that Joey is playing is a smoker. Mm. And Joey, despite somehow being like an extremely cool guy, like doesn't <laughs> like literally doesn't even know how to hold like he can't hold a cigarette without it like flying across the room. Yes, exactly. Comically so. Um, it's also like actors smoke like fake cigarettes, right? The, the, the cloves or whatever they are. Um, um, yeah, I would assume I, it would yes. be unpleasant for like everyone else if like they were just constantly smoking real cigarettes on set. Yeah, but um, yeah, but uh, that's not how it is here. Joey's practicing with real ones, and um, yes, although he has no experience, Chandler, we discover Chandler is very experienced. Yes, yeah, yeah. Chandler's so, yeah. Uh, pretty young to have been such a serious smoker and quit. Like that's pretty impressive, actually. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, although, yeah, I guess he probably he probably had yeah, was John Mulaney always jokes. Not always. Early on, now everyone knows about him. He says, you know, I, I used to be an alcoholic, and I know I don't look like a person who used to do anything. <laughs> right um so yeah so chandler shows him the way um a little bit of a uh homophobic moment yeah you know the the whoa 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 about like the relaxed wrist it, it is homophobic for a show that's been celebrating a gay couple in the first two episodes but i also do think it's like more realistic and reflective of you know two 20 year old guys at that time yeah oh it's it's for sure much more consistent yeah. with uh you know the the culture at that time i mean this yeah. is we're now only like a year removed from the outing from seinfeld uh, not that there's anything wrong with that like even yeah. e- there was still very much even in you know sure. progressive circles still the but of course not me you know it's still yes. like not cool to be gay but also the for friends is like a is like a half generation younger than seinfeld and i think is more reflective yeah. in general of like certainly more acceptance although look seinfeld has a has a lesbian wedding in what season two season three pretty early although they mostly do it as i recall like as a joke yeah it's, they're, they're not um, really like investing in those characters obviously the way that uh yeah, and it, and since it's like the kind of like the main storyline of the episode, or one of the main storylines, like the the just like unanimous smoking is bad, um, like PSA yeah. is like so like nineties, like it's so of that time. We're yes, just like for sure. Yeah. Like the I saw I saw someone wrote on 
I think it was on Twitter just like kind of like a few days ago. So I just saw someone say that like smokers are like the most underrepresented minority in <laughs> pop culture. That yeah. like pop culture just pretends that like people don't smoke anymore. It's just like yeah. not a thing. Because yeah. like, we said it's bad now. Yeah. and But like w- w- when we had friends uh, who were smokers, I feel like maybe occasionally you make fun of them for like, you know, like, oh, like, like, you know, killing themselves or whatever. But like. It wasn't like this entire group is like so disappointed and upset with Chandler. I mean, I guess it's because they really love him. I don't know. But like, it's a little overbearing, like, you know, the, the way that they're all sort of like, you know, trying to control his behavior, probably. Um, yeah, it's a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I think they're yeah, like right. the show is very much making a making a statement. Here. Yeah. But also, like, given his like his history, like they they know that, like, this is a guy that like used to have a smoking problem and like yeah. and beat it. So, like, yeah. don't do it again. Like, is yes. Know, good advice. Yeah um yeah so he um he shows joey how to do it uh he takes that first puff and um he says words i think he will one day come to regret as he blurts out oh my god <laughs> that's very the funny last yes. time he's hearing those yeah, yeah very foreboding yeah yeah it's very foreboding words um okay so we go over to central park perk where uh monica is again doing like another just like hangout and talking about sex just the way friends do yeah, I mean, who doesn't uh, hang out and chat with their brother about the size of his penis? <laughs> right? That's yeah, what which, all brothers and sisters do. Which apparently you could calculate by looking yeah. at the same difference as between your the tip of your uh, index finger and the tip of your thumb, which you've just demonstrated on the screen. And to which now, I say, uh, not such good news for Doctor Jen. I I, I don't want to I don't want to judge. Um, anyone's uh you know genitalia but like i thought you were gonna say belief system it it doesn't usually have a 90 degree angle in it Uh, usually not usually yeah so if it does you you might want to well it's just i I think it's just the length like you're just measuring between the two points like the hypotenuse you mean yeah it's the hypotenuse correct correct adding the two sides together i assume i assumed it was the hypotenuse i think i I, so it's 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 an artificial that's even weirder to me like I don't I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how official this uh, measuring system yes, really is. But I mean, but you're but you're right. Like it is like the show. Every episode is making a point early on to show its sort of transgressive nature. Like you know, yeah, we're people the twenty in our twenties and the nineties, and we talk right. about sex. And this is what like dating is now for kids, kind yeah, of thing. I guess um, not on kids, but yeah, yeah, young adults. Um, yeah. Or what's young, young adults? Is like teenagers, like, whatever. It's like you know, we actual young adults. Yes. <laughs> Um. So yeah, the guys all uh, they all like do this the measurement like simultaneously. They all decide that the the system is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, they're not correct. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah. I've heard of many many systems. I've never heard of this one in any context other than this one episode of Friends, and it did not catch on. By the way, yeah, I don't think it caught on. Yeah. Um, uh, well, there's a much better system. You you know take a measuring tape and whip oh, it out and uh, well, see if you're the, a member of the Big Johnson Club or not. Yeah, well, I, I isn't the point for uh, how uh, people who have fly uh, others yet seen the Big Johnson get? Yeah, to, I uh, think most. Their, I think yeah. most guys, if you ask them if you can measure, they'll say yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll happily take it out and of go course, from there yes. and see what yes. uh, let's see what happens. Yes. Um, yeah. So Rachel brings over the uh, drink orders and she's very very proud of herself for getting them all right. Uh, she congratulates herself. She walks away, and they all promptly switch drinks to make sure everybody gets the drink they actually ordered. Yeah, so she she's went. She's, bad. She somehow went over for four. Nobody yes. got the correct drink. Yes, she didn't even get any of the drinks on the right side of the table. Everyone had to pass yeah, across. Yes. Yeah. Um. So then Phoebe comes in. She's very upset, very distressed about the fact that her bank seems to have given her 500 extra dollars. Yeah, now outside of the board game Monopoly in this episode of uh, Friends, this is not a thing that happens. Yes, bank error in, in your favor. favor. Yes. Yeah, Two hundred. it's usually $200. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Satan minions at work what again. Ten dollars. I think it's two hundred dollars. I'm pretty sure it's ten oh, okay. in the original version. Now I think there's a uh, maybe there's a new. Um, maybe that's where uh, I'm remembering it from. Yeah. Monopoly. Yes, I've never played the newer version, but I know that they have like a new um, inflated Monopoly bank error in your favor. Is is it always two hundred dollars? Wow. Oh, that's wow. right. Another win for Av. That's right. Yeah. Never don't question my Monopoly yeah. expertise. <laughs> um, Has anyone ever played a game of Monopoly from start to finish? Of course, many, many times. Um, oh, I don't, I don't know if, uh, if I yeah. have it's been many, many years. Although recently, I've been, I not recently, like during the during COVID, I played with my older daughter a few times, and playing two person Monopoly just like doesn't work. It's a humongous disaster. Yeah, yeah, of course, yes, you need, um, uh, yeah. You need at least three people. Yeah. Um, um, no, there's the Monopoly deal uh, card game, which my kids. Yeah, play. people that's, like that. Yeah, that that takes five minutes. It's much much better. <laughs> it's infinitely better. Um, yeah, Monopoly is a very long game. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So everyone's like, yeah, you should totally keep it. Um. She thinks it would be like stealing, but Rachel thinks if she spend it, it would be like shopping. Which yeah, is a lot which more is a very good line, stealing. actually. Yeah. Um. What what would would this like bother you? If you would you like or you would just be like whatever five hundred dollars nice? No, I mean I I get like I get the wrong change sometimes. I you know I'm not trying to like you know brag here, but no, I always tell somebody if they've accidentally overpaid me. Yeah. Okay. I, I think you know that's yeah. Basic. I once uh, I actually I once accidentally got five hundred or so dollars somebody else's money from an ATM. Wait, what? How did that happen? It was very weird. So it was when I was in law school. I was in living in Philadelphia. And I walked into an ATM and I was kind of like, I was on like listening to headphones and I was on my phone and like I got to the ATM and somehow I like skipped the part where like I put in my card and put in a passcode and I just like the getting money part. And I just went to the taking money part, which for some reason worked because there was already a card that was loaded into the thing that somebody had left like on their screen. It was open, which I but think the, really shouldn't happen. Yeah. Well, the physical card was there or just the card had... was still in. It was one of those that you insert and it stays. Oh. And, they and just like, they it had, like they had it like logged out, essentially. OK, yeah. And I guess whatever. I mean, I, I literally what like hour I, of the day was this? I'm just wondering, like very late like, at night. It was, like, okay. it was like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, maybe. Um, honestly, I don't even remember the night that well, but um, it, it could have been. I was coming maybe from you were like, drinking or whatever. Yeah, it yeah. could have been. I honestly don't remember yeah. or just like not paying attention and just like yeah. whatever. So I hit the like withdraw, took out money. And then I like the card, like I said, okay, done, like take the card out of the card came and I'm like, this is not my card. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm like, oh shit, you're right. Like I never even put in a card. Like where, where, <laughs> like, where, where did this money come from? And I took out like $600 of something, mm. or $400, I don't remember. Um, so I went on Facebook and I looked the person up and they were like- Oh, because the bank's closed, it's 11 o'clock at night, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I have somebody's money and their ATM card. At the, at the very least, I should return their ATM card. Today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could have been like, oh, here's your ATM card. Yeah. Like, thankfully, nobody took any money. Uh, <laughs> but um, I looked up on Facebook. They were like uh, a, a college student. And I told them, I have your money and your uh, ATM card. Um, and they came and picked it up from my house. Hmm. And we're very appreciative. Hopefully. They were very appreciative. They tried. Yeah. They were like, oh, like, I'll give you like $100. I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, I could have taken $400 if I wanted yeah. to. <laughs> Uh, somebody, I got, I got a check for like five figures, like over ten thousand dollars, mailed to oh, my nice. house. Yeah, nice. And Keep it. and um, <laughs> um, and like I didn't notice, like I was just opening the mail, and I opened it before looking at, like you know, to see why would it be someone else's check. And so I, I found this person, and I managed to contact them, and I say, hey, I have this check for you for this amount, and I send them a picture of it, 
Um, and they said, oh, thank you. Can you please deliver it to my home? <laughs> and so I said, I mean, I think you can come pick it up. It's like, you know, it's a substantial amount of money. Um, and they lived like a mile away. It was not a big imposition. Um, yeah. So that guy was a little bit less grateful, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I had a client like two weeks ago mail me a check for an amount of money that you shouldn't just put onto a check. Okay. Um, and I was like very uncomfortable even being in possession of this check. Cause like, it wasn't like a bank check. It was just like, he wrote a check. He wrote an insanely large number on it. It was like okay. over, like over a million dollars. And I'm just like, this was this a is... payment to you or you're supposed to send this. No, to it was like, I was supposed to like pass it along. Oh, I'm like, I was you... going to say like, ah, oh, you're doing very yeah, well. Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. It was, it was, I, I was the, I, the, I was the custodian of the, yes. yeah, I did maybe get a percentage. Uh, yeah, but, but that's not usually done. Uh, no, you like send wires or you yes. do like a bank check that like can yeah. only be cashed by the person yeah. in the front. Like this like was literally cash in my hands. <laughs> I mean, it's like cash that like you'll eventually get like taken back and go to jail, but like it's yeah, like, yeah, yes, yes. for a short period of time, it's cash. Yes, yes. Um. So yeah, that so... guy needs a better lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has a very good lawyer. Yeah. No one. I didn't tell him to do that. I was like, I thought we were gonna. I thought he was gonna like send a wire at the closing. Yeah. Instead, he like mailed me a check with like a letter that said like, "Here's the money for the closing." I assume yeah. you'll give it to them because like, he's was it like a guy. rainbow background or something on the checks? Also, no, it was like the most boring check. But he, this guy yeah. was like eighty. Like he doesn't realize that this is not like how oh. you do things oh, in man. you know this century. Look at this eighty-year-old investing uh, seven figures in uh, in uh, new businesses. What a very impressive! <laughs> he's very impressive. Not ready to retire. Um, I, I I don't know what his deal is. Um, but anyway, people, people that age in life are usually sellers more than buyers. Um, yeah, he was buying something. Yeah. Um, he was like buying out uh like a brother or something. Mm, yeah. yeah, whatever. You no one cares. Yes. Um, <laughs> they um. So yeah, so Chandler uses this as an opportunity to do a very suave move here. That there's no upper, no chance of getting yeah. caught. Yeah, he's going to inside the coffee house, yeah. lean over behind the couch, and sneak a smoke. Yes, uh, we haven't yet seen his uh, his suave moves at work, right? Yeah, we didn't get to that yet. Yeah, um, like, so, what a yeah, ridiculous he, plan, though. It's yes. like just go Chandler's outside, saying, like say, like oh, like I need, like go. Oh, well, I guess first of all, you could like smoke I, in coffee shops in New York in 1994, which right. now seems impossible to remember. Right, but. which is right, another like thing in this episode. That's, yeah, like, so he's crazy. not hiding it from like from the restaurant, or right. he's just hiding it from his friends. He's hiding it from his friends, but just like but go also, outside. Everybody for else would have been smoking. Like when you, anytime you went out, you know, in the city before uh, Bloomberg came to town. You came home at the end of the night, no matter what you did, you always reeked of cigarettes. Yeah, I mean, bars especially. I think coffee yeah, shops were probably not as much of an issue. Yeah, maybe um, I wasn't hanging out. Many of them people. probably had no smoking. Like, you were, you were like, allowed to make no smoking. Yeah. Uh, but just, like, a bar was, was very yeah. was very much wanted, you know, to allow yes. whatever people wanted to do. Yes. Um, so, you know, restaurants often had smoking and non-smoking sections. Hotels yes. as well still have that, right? Mm -hmm. I think yeah. so. Um, maybe not. Um, Wait, where did you say they still have them? I feel like some hotels still have smoking sections. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen one in years, but in in America, you mean, or in other countries? In America, um, uh, I will say both. Like, I haven't seen that in maybe years, like more like both, you know, I've like a days in, in type. anyway. So, you, well, yes, yeah. Um, it doesn't say any. Doesn't say what type of smoking. Yeah, that's true. Cigarettes probably cause more uh, smoke than anything else. Um. So yeah. So Monica is leaving to go get dressed because she's got a date with Alan. And he is not. No one's allowed. Wait, to hold eat. on. What, what, what about Chandler's like complete asshole move of putting his cigarette out in Phoebe's drink? <laughs> well, no, but Phoebe was actually like happy about it. She was like, oh, I guess I can't drink that now because like she, she was bad because Rachel made it. Oh, 
Oh, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. I, th- I think no, so. Rachel didn't make the drink. She just delivered them. I thought she said. I don't know. That was last episode that she yeah, says that. Uh, but I, Phoebe was definitely like being sarcastic of like, oh, I guess I can't drink that now. Oh, that was an, oh, okay. Right. I think she doesn't want to drink it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, Monica is not going to let anybody meet Alan after what happened with Steve. Yes. Everyone's very uh, really didn't like Steve. Yeah. Um, and everyone is very involved with Monica's dating oh, every, life. Every time. I mean, this is only the second day we've seen, uh, you know, on screen. But yeah, both times she has to meet everybody and she'll actually say this is everybody. Yeah. Yep. Um, so more on Monica's dating life. We go over to her restaurant where Paula, um, played by Jennifer Lewis, she mm. of 160 episodes of Blackish is oh, wow. her uh, claim to fame. Um, this is not Jenna Lewis, who uh, was on season one and eight of Survivor. This is a different person. Yeah. And she tells uh, Paula that she doesn't want to bring Alan to meet any of her friends because nobody's ever good enough for them. And Paula thinks that, you know, your friends are good. They're just looking out for you. If they don't like them, there's probably a reason. It's a weird scene. This is really just in for like plot. This season. Yes. Yes. More plot than vibes. Um, whenever, whenever Chandler or uh, Monica goes to explain something at work to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a different um, friend than the previous episode. Right? Yeah, they yeah. replaced they replaced the lady from the uh, from the pilot because yeah. probably because uh, she had too much sex with Paul the Wine guy. <laughs> yeah. Has Paula been with uh, Paul the Wine guy? We probably. I think everybody was. I mean, yeah. Paula was Paula's the one that ended his five year impotence. Yeah. yeah. So five years. Oh wow, it's getting bigger. And bigger. It's growing. Yeah. Yeah, so we head over back to Monica's apartment, and Ross is still very sad about the dog. Um, Chandler has been banned to the balcony where he's smoking outside in the rain. Um, it seems Monica's apartment is actually the only place that he's not allowed to smoke, right? In this, in like in New York City. Yes, basically. Um, and Monica is getting ready for her dates, and Phoebe comes in, and she's like even more upset because she reported a five hundred dollar issue to the bank, who responded. By giving her another five hundred dollars plus a football phone for her trouble. Yeah, and at the, at this point, like she's clearly done nothing wrong. She reported it. Right. They decided to uh, uh, reward her for her honesty. I guess. So at this point, you would just keep the money. Now you'd be like, well, "What do you want from me?" Right. This is finally when when Chandler says, "Like, uh, wait, what bank is this?" Like, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like I signed up at this bank. Yeah. Uh, they're just giving money. They're giving phones. Yeah. Um, the doorbell. The football rings. phone giveaway, by the way, is also a very nineties classic. Yes. The, the, yes. All the different types of phones that exist. Yes. In the 90s. I I had. You know, like the phone where like it was clear plastic, you could see all the inner workings. Yes, yes. That and was then it had a, it had a, like a fluorescent like bulb in the inside. Mm-hmm. So I had one of those with a pink fluorescent bulb, for no particular reason except I was I wanted it some like stupid thing like this, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, this is my phone now. <laughs> and uh, but I, I do remember once when I was in eighth grade, there was some uh, a girls from my class over at my house, and uh, as they walked by my room, they saw like the doors open that my room had a pinkish hue, and they made fun of me <laughs> for that, and I remember feeling very bad. Oh, so yeah. This is rage, my, Alexander. Yes, they, they, <laughs> oh, that's what I said, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was my favorite line of the whole night is the way he said this is rage, yeah. Alexander. <laughs> yeah. How many times have you seen that? Yeah. Um, that one we will not be playing at the end of this podcast. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. Yes. I wouldn't think. Um, okay. So the doorbell rings. Well, I, and... I think we, my, my, my brother's, uh, my brother's roast of me at my birthday party. We could say the first line, I think, which was the least offensive thing he said. <laughs> you can right? say it. He said, uh, he said, I was told this was going to be a fucking roast. Instead, you're all a bunch of pussies who are saying uh, fake insults that are actually compliments. But now it's time for a fucking roast. 
That's that a quote, is, by the way. That's my personal yeah, that was is. that was pretty much what he said. Yeah, um, and, and and again, that was the that was the only part I can repeat. So yeah, no, it was a roast. It was a roast. Mm-hmm. Um, it cut deep. Yeah, I feel like it was less so about me specifically than about yeah. It was mostly my about society. Your, it was mostly about your friends. Yeah, well, it was the society <laughs> that I choose to uh, be right. with. I think is yeah. So, yeah, so. that's why I said, as someone who is not at all invested in this house or this community, I was very entertained and happy to go home, <laughs> and have no uh, smoldering no, fire. Left my favorite line is when he referred to my wife and my three children. <laughs> yes, yes, because he good. is my brother, and I do have four children. Yeah, yes. And Jen said, "How many kids does I think we have?" I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, on um, on uh, I was with my family for the weekend, my parent at my sister's house with my parents, and we challenged my father, who was ho- absolutely horrible with names, like okay. so horrible, okay, yeah. to name his eight grandchildren in chronological order of when they were born. Oh, oh, wow! And, and? Um, he was able to do the first six. Okay. Um, right. Not and, and two and two of them he messed up the order, but like fine, it was like close enough. How old um, are seven and eight? Are they like babies or are they um like- three and one and a half? Uh, okay. Yeah, he should probably learn their names. He referred. <laughs> he, he referred to the younger one as that boy from Leeds. From what? Leeds. My sister lives in Leeds, England now. Well, oh, wait. Which sister? The younger one. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. that boy from Leeds. That's great. Okay, so still, he's also barely seen the kid. To be fair. Yeah. Right. He just knows him as that boy that was like in Leeds when they were there. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, did, did your sister find out about this? Uh, yes, it was obviously immediately put into the, the family, family chat. chat. Yes, like like the second great, yeah. Shabbat ended, I saw my sister wrote in it. Like, let's yeah. want to let you know your son is now known from this <laughs> no, day forward. Um, well, what was it that we once asked? I think on this podcast, you asked your dad to name things, and he can name. Um, yeah, I showed Julie Louise Dreyfus or something. I showed him pictures of everybody in the Ted Danson Club. Ah, uh, okay, yes, yes. Yeah, he, he gave humorous answers. Yes, inaccurate. A lot Unint- of them were unintentionally inaccurate. humorous. I think. Correct. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So in walks Alan. Yeah. Immediately. In a great opening. Line. Great Incredible. opening. Great. He's yeah. he mocks the Steve, and yeah. he has them. So great the to meet you guys. Yeah. Um. He's immediately is, a winner. Like yeah. we are obviously on team friends here. He's he's great. He seems great. Um. Yeah. Although it's really it's a lot more telling than showing. We don't really see him be great other than this one spot. Yeah, We're told he's great at but baseball. Yes. Like yes, we see him like you know get Chandler. To, to quit smoking but like we don't hear what he says yeah i mean it, it, but it seems like it's like uh like the pope or something the way right, he uh, right. motivates yeah. him yeah um this is jeffrey lower mm. he was on 113 episodes of dr quinn medicine woman ah of course i never that's saw that a show thing. i think i've probably seen a couple episodes in full. yeah i never saw it the well, um, i think it was on on sundays is that correct <laughs> I, I have no idea but the title of it just sounds like so unappealing like, what is it even? I don't know what it means. I mean, I guess she's a doctor, but like, why is she a medicine woman? I think that's just what they said at the time, or maybe it was like a native. I don't remember, to be honest, anymore. Was, was I, it... I think it's what the natives referred to her as because that was their term, perhaps. Uh-huh. It was probably racist. <laughs> it was like the 80s and 90s. So it was probably racist. It was probably racist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good hypothesis. Yeah. Okay. So we cut away for the dates. And then we come back to the apartment where we find out to the Mount to Monica's surprise that the gang loves him. He well, hold even on a second. Ha- so in, the way that the edited was to me, it seemed like the entire date was spent in her apartment with all her friends. No, because like I think she comes back. Oh, it seems like I thought she walks him to the door, but she's already in the apartment. Maybe you're right. I didn't yeah. look at it that closely. Well, because that was my question. Because It seems like 
That's a very intense uh, second date or whatever. Yeah, so I doubt that would be the case. Yeah. I think I think they went out and she's like coming back. Oh, okay. Um, I maybe yeah, I guess it's possible. Yeah. So they love him. He even has a great thumb to index finger ratio. Mm, yes. Um, and Ross declares that Allen will be the yardstick against which all future boyfriends will be measured. Yeah, but then Rachel has even the, the better line. I think right. Yeah. Because why is Ross assuming that this one's going to fail? Very true. This might be the one. So I would propose that for this podcast, yes, Alan will be the yardstick against which all future boyfriends will be measured. Oh, okay. I think it's for, time for, that we for, start for doing Monica some. Or for uh, well, well, I guess I don't know. Do, do, I mean, it's a lot of. So people. we have the Allen Club now, or, or, or the Allen Threshold. <laughs> the Allen Threshold, better yeah. or worse than Allen. Yeah. Okay. Above or um, below? Above or below Allen? So that should that be for all love interests, or just for Monica? It's going to get more complicated also when you're comparing for different people, right? Because like Monica's looking for something different than Chandler's looking for, than Ross is looking for, right? Right. So why, maybe we could just be like Janice, be... for example, I think is certainly below Alan. But the implicate, but the way the show shows it is that for Chandler, she's above Alan. I mean, Chandler really loves her. Maybe at a certain point. Um, but maybe we should just do it based on how much we like them. Oh, like for the friends, the gang style. Like, yeah, the, like listen, they love Alan. We don't, yeah, we can. Uh, we don't have to be too strict about these roles. But yeah. okay, so yeah. so I think Alan <laughs> will become the yardstick against which all future boyfriends will be measured. So certainly he's better than all love interests we've seen so far. Probably right. Um, we've had Carol. You know, yeah, not great. Barry. She's not even the correct. Um, yeah sexuality for Ross. Um, we got Barry, who looks like Mr. Potato Head, um, was probably cheating with the maid of honor before the wedding. Um, and we've had Paul the Wine Guy. So yes, I think Alan is is definitely the the art stick against which all previous boyfriends have or, sure, or, sure, or wives have been measured. Yes. Okay, so I think Alan will be the, you know, below above or below Alan, uh, Alan going forward for yep. all uh, love interests, or for as long as we feel like doing that. Okay. Um, yeah, I like this idea. All right. Oh, I like this idea. Oh, and you even have a you even have a, a a drop. Yes, indeed. So I think Alan <laughs> will become the yardstick against which all future boyfriends will be measured. <laughs> uh, Ross saying that line verbatim. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So back over to Central Park, where Rachel Ross and Chandler and Joey are returning from the baseball game, which they have won somehow thanks to the help of Alan who is incredible. He basically played like Bugs Bunny style, played all the positions, hit the ball, caught the ball, pitched yeah. the ball, threw uh, the there's, ball. Th this, this, this scene has major problems. <laughs> there it, is no it, world in which Monica would not be on the scene. Monica's like the insanely competitive right. we will see, and the best athlete. Right, and Rachel we know sucks at, at yeah. sports. Especially, how is, if Alan's playing for them, then like, what is this team made up of, right? Like, we know who they're <laughs> playing against. We'll find that out. <laughs> the Hasidic um, Jewelers. Yeah, the Hasidic Jewelers. But what 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 is this team of? It's just a group of friends. Like, you need more than, you know, six people. There's no way Monica wouldn't be playing with Rachel and Adam playing. Um, I also like they're sort of like very clearly designed by someone who doesn't know anything at all about baseball, but it's like, like in the, like do, do, <laughs> the styling for friends, like their baseball outfits, like Ross is wearing a shirt that says big hitter. <laughs> and they have pom-poms. Uh, you know, the many times when we played Central Park um, uh, softball when there were pom-poms involved. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, big hitter. I didn't even catch that. That's great. Yeah, yeah. They're all, they're all of their outfits. Rachel's hat. Was was, yeah, Rachel's hat was ridiculous. Yeah. It's like go team. Yes. Um, it's like from the Archie comics version. Of <laughs> yes, yes, that's a great call. Yeah. Um, and Monica is starting to worry that Alan might be a little too Alan. Mm. 
Yeah. I now, I thought when she said that the first line, I thought, oh, is this like that? He's he's an alcoholic. Because I remember later she has the boyfriend or how many right. bottles Fun of wine we drink. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's not that one yet. Yeah. This is uh, not so fun, just, Alan. He's too on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we go over and we see Chandler at work for the first time. We'll see. How, we'll see Chandler at work uh, going forward. A good amount. Yes. And here, too, and I, I actually didn't remember that he starts in such a small because uh, like later on, he has his own office and his office slowly gets bigger. But he starts in, like a very small cubicle. Can um, we, yeah. Can we talk about the decor of his? Of his <laughs> we certainly can. I wrote down a lot of things. Yeah. So first of all, the building, the exterior we see is 9 West 56th Street, a rather iconic building in Manhattan. Wow. Cool. Uh, I know that. Be- between fifth and sixth. Well, you, um, you, you've seen it. There's like a giant red number nine on the street there on the north side mm. of 56th Street. Okay. You've, you've never climbed in the hole of the nine for a photo? I, feel like. I don't know if I have, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's right next to a Great American Health Bar, I believe. 57th Street. I okay. 56, yeah, yeah. 57. Um, yes. But okay. So we have, yeah. So let's talk about some. We have a rubber chicken. Rubber chicken is correct. Yes. Yes. We have a Toronto Blue Jays hat. <laughs> yes. Apparently, Matthew my... Perry is a is a Blue Jays fan. Oh, that the early 90s Blue Jays logo and hat with, with the blue and, and the white. I, I loved it. I really, they, they were always my second favorite team to the Twins. I think yeah. I love the logo. There are, there are not one, but two no smoking signs. Yes. So I, I mean, my assumption there, the backstory is that like it's a running joke with Chad and his friends at work. Because they know um, he likes to smoke so much. That could be. That could Not be. that he's literally smoking <laughs> surreptitiously in his office. And after each puff, like it, it, it's very funny. Uh, it's like it's filmed very well, but it's completely idiotic. Yeah. The, and the, the little music that it plays while, yes. while it does it is hilarious. Yes. Um, we have a magic eight ball, a Tyrannosaurus Rex with boxing gloves, mm-hmm. some other baseball crap. Um, Second reference to an Amazon season of Survivor, by the way. Yeah, there you go. Um, what was the first one? Yeah, the first one was when you said Jenna, and you said not that Jenna. Oh no, she was on on, on that season. Huh? It's, it's a different Jenna. Oh, different Jenna. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, all good. My my my, my survivor uh, memory is uh, failing very badly. That's all right. Je- Jenna Marconi. Mar- Mar- what is it? Marasca. Marasca. I knew it was yeah. uh, something Italian. Yeah. Started with an M. Yeah. All right. Oh, but we skipped the street scene with Phoebe. No, that's coming. We got. We got. Oh, I. Oh. Uh, I reversed them because. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, goes Because this one goes oh, straight into narratively. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have uh, Phoebe on the street. She mm. she meets this old lady named. These Lizzie. cars, by the way, incredibly dated. Like. Yeah. This is 1994. It looks like maybe 1986. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's a good uh, on this lot, you know, in, in Hollywood or whatever, which is supposed to look like Manhattan. They, they had not. I don't know if they didn't have enough money in their in their budget yet, but yeah, they were not using one of the more modern, uh, um, you know, uh, external uh, uh, lots there. Yeah. So um, Phoebe hands Lizzie all the money that she got. She said, here's a thousand dollars. Here's a football phone. Um, and Lizzie doesn't really want it because she like, she's like, what, what's, you know, I guess she thinks maybe there's a catch, but like she wants to give her something in return. She wants it to be fair. And Phoebe's like, just buy me a soda and we'll call it even. Yeah. And uh, okay, Lizzie's okay with that. Um, what, what, what is this soda that she buys her? I, very unclear. It's, yeah, I froze on the can. I zoomed in. Okay, what do we got? I know it's, I saw it was green. Yeah. It, which it, is it, never the color you want your soda can to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, your Mountain Dew. Well, no, there's a lot of them. There's Mountain Dew, there's Sprite, there's 7-Up. There's a lot of greens. I guess the 7-Up and the Sprite are okay, but like the Mountain Dew and the Surge. Yeah, well, the, I assume this is in that family. Celery. Yeah, it's like oh, a well, disgusting so, soda. Celery's a different family. But, but also a disgusting soda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you want soda to taste like soda? <laughs> um, yeah. Those meetings. 
All right, where it's going to taste like like cream, like soda. Okay, that's good. All right, the next one's going to taste like cherries. Oh, delicious. It's just, <laughs> uh, root beer. Oh, root beer. Good idea. Okay. <laughs> Celery. <laughs> uh, what was the last one? And Hyman is like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Corey, whatever the names were. Well, his name was Dr. Brown, if you must yeah. ask. Yes. He was a medical doctor or man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Medi- he was a medicine man. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I see. Uh, Doctor Brown, medicine man. I see. Doctor Brown, medicine man. Yeah. Um. It was. It's funny that even this like crazy homeless lady is, is like, you're really weird. Yeah. Well, her name is Weird Girl. So Weird Girl. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so do you think this is somebody that Phoebe knew from her like time on the streets? Yeah. I mean, we we do know that Phoebe had time on the streets, but I think it's meant to imply that she's just like a good Samaritan who just gives money to this this uh homeless lady or this unhoused lady who she frequently sees uh you know on her way. Yeah. But um yeah, because if if it's like a long term friend, then it's almost like well you know why haven't you helped her until now? Right. Yeah. You know, right. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So that's she buys cash. That's very nice. She yeah. buys the soda, and yeah. right before she's about to take a sip, she looks inside, and she's like way too not horrified by what turns out to be a thumb inside. It's also it would be impossible to identify that. As yeah. A thumb, There's like you don't like you it's dark see, in there. Like you don't. Yeah. I mean, I guess if it's really like flowing right up to the top. But then, but then it would like come out on like you know even when you open it like just the uh, the initial sort of. Uh, so uh, maybe it did and just kind of got like stuck in the little circle. So that's like you could see that like cl- coming up for the top is protruding yeah. is like the top of the thumb. Yeah. The question is, how far was it from the thumb to the index finger inside the can? Oh, good question. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a small uh, that's a small yeah. penis if it fits inside a soda can. <laughs> but yeah, I think we can skip now to. Yeah. So the soda people uh, apparently, yeah, she's going to call the phone number. They immediately give her seven thousand dollars. Um to buy her silence i guess i don't know but she's not silent she's still telling people about it so <laughs> yeah um so we're we're in central park where you know everyone finds out the story that it's a thumb yeah. and um chandler's just like smoking away which or he's about to smoke and they're like that's even worse than having th- a thumb in a soda which i say it's definitely yeah, not that's definitely wrong. <laughs> this is where it like sort of the show trying to be like uh you know like uh the good citizen uh influence yeah. or whatever it goes a little bit over the top yeah so then we get um kind of like a very tropey scene where um chandler points out like the the flaws of all the other people. Oh, in the group. oh, uh, a tro- I, I love it! Like the, the the social destruction, the way Chandler sets it off. <laughs> it's the best scene of the show so far, I think by far. No, it's very good. I said it, but it's like it's what I don't like is when shows do this, but like they're not either. Either like they're not accurate. Or they just like it would be great if a show did this and like there was actually these qualities that they've been like seeping in and then have a character point them out. Sure, but we we were just meeting these people, right? Yeah, so it's a little early yeah. to be doing it. How I Met Your Mother did an but, episode that was entirely this concept. They had like this glass breaking for every time the person did it, and then like because like once your fr- once one friend points it out, like all the other friends can't unsee it. Yeah, and now they all hate the person because of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, to your point, I guess Ross is ac- the, the accusation against Ross here is that he's like an enunciator, right? With sort of a weird cadence to the way he speaks. Yeah, but of course, that'll become Chandler's thing. <laughs> that Chandler is much worse, right? Yes. Um, yes. Joey's knuckle cracking, I don't think is really ever a thing. Monica snorting, I don't know if that's really a thing. Yeah, well, that, that's a hard thing, like, because to commit to somebody snorting every time she laughs on a comedy over 10 years, that's like impossible, so, right? Yeah, uh, canon. Phoebe chewing her hair. Yeah, but 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 the line, and again, Rachel with all the best lines in this episode, when she says she has, yeah. the hair comes out and the gloves come off, <laughs> right? Because she because Phoebe calls out Phoebe, uh, Rachel for uh, messing up her orders. Yeah, and uh, chaos is a ladder, my friends, because uh, as they all yes. bickler, Chandler sneaks away and uh, puffs at his sig. Yeah. 
Um, back at the restaurant, uh, Monica is using her plot device, Paula, to tell her about the fact that, you know, my friends really love Alan, but I don't know if I do. And Paula's like, well, then you shouldn't date him if you don't like him. Um, but Monica's really worried about how her friends are going to take it. Like, she's really, you know, she's taking one for the team at the moment. Uh, let me ask you a question. Who, in your opinion, is cooler? Alan here in the world of Friends or uh, uh, Tony in the world of Seinfeld? Um, Tony was, uh, that's the, uh, the Mimbo. Yeah. Tony was, uh, yeah. The cool guy that, yeah. uh, that George had a crush on. Um, uh, I mean, I think Alan is more my style. Um, more, okay. So he's cooler to you. Yeah. I, I think, think so. Probably right. Yeah. 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 He's more mature. Ironically, even though Seinfeld that's what I'm saying. He's more mature. Show. He, you know, yeah. passes more as like, uh, you know, an erudite gentleman. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like, uh, I'm not going to go, uh, I'm not going to go uh, rock climbing with Tony. So. Yeah, he has a little bit of the vibe, um, I thought, as um, Tim Heidecker from Game Night. Just like the pretentious but, bearded man. Yeah, but but is he pretentious? What is the issue with his pretentious? He seems like I don't awesome. know. He just he just gives off that vibe that like he's probably like into like highfalutin stuff. Yeah, I don't know. He seems. Uh, yeah. So Av doesn't like him. Everyone likes Alan except for Av and, and, uh, and Monica, I guess. I I, don't, I, don't, I like him. Um, you just compare him to like the worst character. <laughs> well, no, I mean he does. He's not. I mean that's a very extreme version. I think yes, he's yes. like you know a normal version of, yeah. of what that character uh, is. I mean. yeah. Um. So yeah. So back over at the coffee shop, and Joey and Ross are continuing to try to get Chandler to quit, and um, it's just not taking because as as Chandler puts it, smoking is cool, and you know it. And Alan calls on the phone to talk to Chandler. And we, as we said before, we don't really see the conversation. We just see Chandler nodding and agreeing. And he agrees to quit smoking. Mm. To which Ross says, if only he were a woman. And Rachel's like, yeah. And then yeah, they, the they, have, they have a moment of awkwardness <laughs> and walk away. Yeah. Um, but uh, can we come back to this for a second? Like, why can't Rachel date Alan after Monica dumps him, right? Like that way, he can still meet her family for the holidays, which is what you know <laughs> what she wanted, what she wanted him to do. She is, she is very. I don't think, weird. I don't think, like you know, you don't want your friend to date like your ex, unless in this case, Monica's like, no, I don't like the guy, like for sure, you know, have fun. Yeah, good call. So, good call. yeah, I guess the reason is because she's not a woman, so maybe Rachel's right. Like, yeah, yeah, no. Ra Rachel being closeted gay, secretly gay. I don't know if that's canon either. If but, she uh, turned out to be secretly gay, Ross <laughs> should just give up, right? Like, oh yeah, he picks, yeah. Yeah. If if you if you go two for two on that particular development, I mean you're yeah. doing something very wrong, I would say. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we go back over to Monica's place where everyone's hanging out and watching Lamb Chops play along as mm. adults yeah. are wont to do. Of course. Um. There is something about it though where it's like, I guess, I guess they probably should have had cable, but like back then, if you didn't have cable, it's like yeah, sometimes Just, you would watch like stupid shit because like there was like very few options because it was on. Right, because yeah. it was on. Like you had like exactly. five George things said. to watch, and you're like, all right, I saw this fine lamb chop. It is. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, one thing that I, I think I notice sort of in scenes like this sometimes is the complete absence of like drugs or any reference to drugs. And like Seinfeld, like Jerry Seinfeld himself was like, you know, a very straight laced guy who I think like never like did any drugs or like even drank very much. So that's why it's not part of that show. But that's unusual for like someone in their 20s sort of at this stage in life, I feel like, or a whole group of friends, certainly. We will have the uh, episode where John Lovitz comes and he's, and he's stoned, but like there's like no reference that ever is like a social activity, like any, like, you know, Chandler smokes cigarettes and it's like a whole big scandal. But like, you know, a lot of people were smoking weed in 1994, I feel like. <laughs> Um, well, probably not as much as now because it was probably, yeah, that's probably yeah. true, yeah, yeah. So, we find out that Phoebe got seven grand from the soda company, 
And Monica gathers everyone. She turns off the TV. I would say they're way, way, way too annoyed about the fact that she just turned off Lamb Chop. Like, they're like, oh, come on, we're watching that. On the other hand, you couldn't pause back then, right? If you miss it, you miss it. You miss it, you miss it. But, yeah, yeah if, you know, your friend Monica has something to say. You can, you know, miss five minutes of Lamb Chop. Yeah. And she tells them that she's dumping Alan, and they're all very sad. Um, and they all act like, you know, you know, either they're the ones getting broken up with, they, or they act like their parents are getting divorced. And like, I just want things to be the same. It did remind me of the Seinfeld when Kramer breaks up with George on behalf of Allison and Pomodoro. Yeah. Yes. It is sort of a similar concept. I, I thought it was it was very well done, though. Yeah, very, very well, well executed. Done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Monica then go, you know, she goes over to Alan, delivers the news to him as well. He has a right to know too, not just the friends. Yeah. And he lets her in on secret that, you know, I really liked you, but I'm a little bit relieved because I really hated your friends. Yeah. Which which makes Alan even better, right? That he was so nice to these people he didn't even like. Um, I guess it makes him better in a way. Yeah, yeah he's a hero. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, I love Alan. If only he was a woman. If only he was a woman. Yeah. <laughs> we got just the one last uh the stinger at the end. Um we're back over at Monica's place, and the friends are just, you know, moping around, eating ice cream, eating, eating cheesecake, reminiscing about the fun times with Alan. Oh, yeah. And Monica comes home, and they're like, oh, did what did Alan say about us? And um, <laughs> where did you go? To see Alan? Um, and she says, well, he said that he's really going to miss you. Mm-hmm. And um, Chandler is, you know, so upset about Alan that he has to go have a smoke. And Phoebe, before he has a chance to do so, offers him $7,000 if he promises never to smoke again. And he promptly agrees. Yeah. Our episode ends. Well, the episode ends. It seems like he's certainly going to agree. He seems very excited by the. Yeah, but I am pretty sure we see him smoking all sorts of other times. Yes. This is all a moo point. Huh. A moo point? (laughs) Yeah, it's moo. All right, well, Av, how many moot points are you giving for this episode? I'm going to say that this is the best episode we've seen so far. Um, this, to me, felt like the first like real episode of the show. I, I feel like even... I thought the second episode was really more of a second pilot in some ways. There was a lot of just like introducing the characters still that had to be done. And I kind of feel like this is the first episode where the characters are just the characters. And like we know them, and we like them, and we're with them, and like the Joey Chandler dynamic is great. And, um, you know, we got a great Phoebe episode. We get like a, like a fun Monica dating storyline that I think is better than the first one and just feels more natural. And I, I'm going to say that this episode is 3.4 moo points. I, I think this is a really solid above average episode. Um, the Allen storyline is really good. There's the, the Chandler story, the Chandler smoking storyline is really fun. We, Phoebe really gets a chance to like break out here. Um, so I think, you know, a really fun episode all around. Mm. Um, I'm surprised you're so low, honestly. Like I had it, I had it 3.8 before uh, the podcast. Uh, you know, definitely a little bit better than last episode. But as we were doing the podcast, I thought I was enjoying it more and more. I'm like, am I being unfair by putting it below four? I was definitely going to go over four for this oh. one. So okay. um, I'm going to raise my 3.8 to uh, how about a 3.95? Or we're limited to to one decimal point, right? Well, let's do that for now. All right. So let's uh, do, do I give it the full? You know, yeah, give it the full four. Four okay. pretties. I'm going to give it the full four. We finally get into Joey and Chandler's apartment. We get to see a little bit about Chandler's life. We get to see a little bit about Phoebe's life. A, a lot of great lines. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm really liking this episode. Oh, come on. Be a come with guy. Uh, who's your uh, come with guy or gal? My, my come with guy is the bank. Amazing bank. What an amazing bank this is. Come they give bank. you $500. They give you $1,000. They give you a free phone. What an amazing bank. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with that. Obviously, they're a good bank. But, I mean, I'm going to have to go with Allen. He's seemingly perfect. He can even roll like a Viking, they say. I love the Vikings. So, yes. Uh, come with Kai to me. Clearly, Allen. Yeah, but uh, Allen and that bank together. Yeah, that's a powerhouse couple. A uh, couple of, of great come with uh, p- uh, person slash uh, financial institution uh, here uh, in episode three. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. Uh, who is the fucking asshole in this episode? The fucking asshole is a very different industry. That is the cigarette industry mm, who yeah. purposely manipulates their consumers and addicts them to their product so that they can murder them. And that's <laughs> yeah. not cool. That's not yeah. cool. And it smells disgusting. Um, really, the Kamwika should have been Bloomberg for the whole no smoking thing, because yeah. that really was an, an amazing thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, cigarettes are gross. Don't do them. They kill you. They're poison. Um, they're fucking assholes. Yeah. Uh, one of our uh, close friends, and ironically, in many ways, the most progressive, I think, in our friend circle, uh, uh, his, uh, his, uh, his, his family's life uh, was supported by the, uh, this, this very same industry. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, we so, used to make fun of him in high school for that all the time. Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. Remember, he I would hand out the uh, yeah, the yeah, I remember the, that. Yeah, the March Madness pool for his uh, anyway. <laughs> um, which Kornhauser won one year? Oh, okay. Yeah, or finished in the money anyway. Um, anyway, um, my fucking asshole, similar to yours, but it's uh, it's Chandler being specifically, although maybe a victim of the industry, the way he dumps his cigarette and Phoebe's drink is just so obnoxious, and then. At the end of the episode, his uh, seeming excitement to take Phoebe $7,000, that's not right. <laughs> like, you're doing much better off financially than Phoebe is. Uh, this shows how much of a friend she really is, but you shouldn't. It's not the offer you take her up on, right? So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Good I'm stuff. giving it to Chandler. Why, it's dinner for six, five steaks, and an eggplant for Phoebe. Uh, do we have steaks and eggplants to give out today? We always do. Uh, of course. Yeah, um, I, I I can go first. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give a steak to Monica. Um, I think she handled the uh, the Allen situation well. I could, could certainly see a plot line where she you know she holds on for longer because you know she wants to, you know her friends are happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna take all the rest of my steaks and I'm gonna give them to the person who wants them the least, and that's Miss Phoebe Buffet. I wow. think she has a an, an all star episode here. She. She gets $500. She gets a steak for that. She gets another $500. She gets a steak for that. Um, she gets $7,000, third steak, and then she gives it all away to her friends. So mm-hmm. four steaks right there. Yeah. Uh, a real uh, sedate, a righteous woman here. Uh, Phoebe's honestly, I think she's my least favorite character. She's just in, like... In general, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure... I got to be honest, the, the way I did have it lined up is I was going to give Phoebe a stake for giving the thousand dollars in the football to the uh, to the unhoused woman and then another stake for giving her friend seven thousand dollars to stop smoking. <laughs> However, in my notes, I said, well, Rachel, Joey and Ross, none of them really do anything. But Rachel has, I think, the three best lines of the episode, right? The, if you spent it, it would be like shopping. I love right. that one. The hair comes out and the gloves come off. That's a fantastic one. And then the way she moans, yeah, to yeah. if you were a woman, like I, I would guess that like 13-year-old Alex probably uh, <laughs> dreamed about that moment a lot. Yeah, you're right. You know what? You um, make a case. I'm taking one of my Phoebe sticks away. I'm going to give one. To, I'm going to throw one to Rachel. Oh, Rachel owns, owns right. a stick. Uh, and, and you pull it off of Phoebe's plate the way that that's right. Right. Off you it. Well, she wasn't eating it. Yeah, that's true. It was going to get cold anyway. Um, yeah. And, uh, Rachel, Rachel can slop it up. Um, <laughs> So, oh uh, yeah, we never we haven't slopped up any steaks yet. Yeah, all right. So let me think about this. Okay, so Chandler has to get a steak. It's his most significant episode yet. Actually, no, no. You know what? 
he's gonna get an eggplant because he gets he, he has the big storyline his storyline is that he smokes which is kind of weak so yeah i'm giving um, my eggplant to chandler as well yeah so well but i'm doing the steak and eggplant which I do. oh so, you're doing that shit again. <laughs> yeah so, so chandler breaks even he's got Brilliant. one steak and one eggplant monica's that gotta get a steak for dating alan and a steak for dumping alan that's two steaks no, because I'm giving I'm giving Rachel. Let me see. Okay, so I'm giving I'm giving Chandler a steak. I'm giving Rachel a steak because of her good lines. I'm giving Monica a steak. I'm giving Phoebe. Yeah, Phoebe 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 has to get a steak. And I'm you know what? I'm gonna give the uh the final steak to um yeah okay Phoebe's the only one who gets two steaks in this episode. She's the biggest do gooder of them all. Okay, so give me yours again. All right, two for Phoebe. You know, one for giving the money to the to the woman on the street, and one for giving the money to to Chandler. Mm-hmm. One for Monica for dating Alan and then for dumping Alan and then one for Rachel for her good lines. And then Chandler with a, a steak for a the, steak the storyline and an eggplant for being bad. Basically. Okay. Yeah. I would just stop with the Ted dance. <laughs> Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. Where's Richard? Your boyfriend is so cool. Really? Yeah. He let us drive his Jaguar. Joey for 12 blocks. Me for 15. Wow. <laughs> He must like you the best. Yeah, we don't really have any cameos of note. Uh, certainly no nah. one who's going to enter the Tom Selleck club. Certainly not. Yeah. Will Tom Selleck's character, will he, where, where will he be vis-a-vis Alan? We'll find out. Yeah, I guess we'll have but, to but, And the question will be, when do we, I guess it's, it's like a moving scale, right? Because he's in a lot of sure. episodes. So yeah. we, oh, we, yeah. can, we can love him. Down. We can hate him. He goes up, another goes down. Some people use the speed dial on their phone. As a That's relationship right. barometer. Uh, pronounced thermometer. I apologize. All right. So I, I think now it's time for the postman. It is certainly time for the postman. Postman! Postman, come here! here Tell the neighborhood! What a shanda, Larry! Uh, uh, Larry uh, David! Not only are you a lousy Jew, but you're a lousy human being! He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair! A shanda! Maybe you should have given me some candy! You're a lousy Jew! We have some special guests here for the postman extremely special i don't know where you found these two um they were just sitting in this zoom when i arrived um but here they are continuation of if you know if you've been a 32 fans listener which you probably are if you're listening to this let's be honest patron listener <laughs> patron listener right uh a real real special group of people to listen to both of these podcasts uh well you know we got to ali and jared here we're just continuing right where we left off how exciting yeah, no, but I think actually they're not. This is going to be released before that. That's so. what I just said. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was right. Because because Ali, I already <laughs> I already produced the curb one. All I, uh, the friends one. All I got to do is throw on the, the postman and it's done. But what do you do? Uh, every time I've done a podcast with you, it has been available like immediately within seconds. Yeah, yeah. I just add the song before and after, pretty much. So and, and, and when it's going to be released once before, again, is it within thirty once seconds? Again, once again, Friends is taking precedence over Seinfeld between these two guys. Jared's getting very upset. Once Jared's again. going to give us a live post. Jared's getting upset. No one knows where that's from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So can we go back to that conversation? So if I think if I just said to somebody, you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. No, they might not know that's from Seinfeld. What I said is if I sent the gif of George saying that, they would immediately identify it as, oh, that's a thing that George says on Seinfeld. Okay, if you yeah, showed a picture George. of George saying it, but he would even identify so, it. But, but even so, if you had the entire cast of Seinfeld holding signs to say, no, we they might think it's Seinfeld. from Pretty Women, Allie. Well, they might think it's from Pretty Women. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> you're saying, hold on, hold on, hold on, friends. Hold on. He's on fr- because he's friends let's be though. real, none of oh, your audience right. has listened to what we just discussed behind your 32 fans paywall at the tail end of a podcast that's off the rails. Okay, you are saying that your whole pre- premise was that this niche line is not niche. You called it mainstream. 
And to no, I said it was closer to mainstream than it was to Ramon. As an example, (laughs) you said that everybody, all of all the couples who attended your 40th birthday party. First, he said everybody. Then he immediately retreated to 50%. That's fine. In the interest of getting more than 50. But yeah. Okay. You and I recognize, look, the listeners are listening to this excited, new, and I'm coming in with very old energy. But, you know, we were just on a podcast for an hour and a half fighting about stupid shit. So. Forgive the tone. So deal uh, with it. So, so from the perspective yeah. of the Who's listeners, this is also the end of a of a very long off the rails podcast. Yeah. So don't worry. Well, he says that of of one one out of every two people, okay, would be able to identify this quote standalone as a quote from Seinfeld. Now he's saying to prove that it is not very very niche. He would show a gift of one of the no, most that's what recognizable I said at first. That is what I said the first time, though. One of the most recognizable characters in television. No, 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 but that's not what I've been home. But that's that's not what I mean. Let me put it this way. I tweeted out 49 days in a row a gift from Seinfeld in March and April. And every single one of them contained George, Jerry, Elaine, or Kramer, or multiple of them. And at least 30 of them, I would not, I would, I, if I sent it to somebody, they'd be like, what the hell is this? Like, I, okay, I guess I can surmise it's from Seinfeld because of the characters in it, but this makes no sense to me. Whereas if you send you want to get nuts, let's get nuts is immediately like it's appreciated by people. It's not. It's okay. not. And, and, and no one appreciates my gifts. Ways, and it's saying that you'd me. have to show a gift of someone of Elaine Venice and people would not immediately know that's from Seinfeld, then you have to screen your Twitter audience and immediately. No, though, they like, would know it's from Seinfeld, but it's, it makes no sense. Like, what is this? What this an insane random... thing to nitpick yeah. about is like, they would yeah. know, it's just, but they would really know. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, how many to... eggplants, how many eggplants did Phoebe get? Uh, what episode is this? Uh, episode the one with three. the thumb. The one with the thumb. Oh, oh Jared, wow. you ask a very stupid question to the postman. But if you oh, want to so let's start the postman. Since you're, not you're, not not to go, you're not supposed to read my postman ahead of time. That's I read to be, all uh... the postman ahead of time. They're all screens. <laughs> yeah. We only, put in, the we, we only put in the positive stuff. We just, Can I predict uh, that? We just, we, we, we just covered, Um, it was a setup. They're all Twix. Yeah. That's Twix. kind of what you were going with. Wait, Av, do we have a postman from both Jared and from Allie here tonight? Oh, no, because I didn't want to be negative. Oh, as opposed wait. to what I'm being now. Yeah, so Allie, okay, so I give us your thoughts. Wait, Allie, you go first. True. Give us your thoughts, live postman, um, on the one with the thumb. I mean, I predict that Alex is going to give an eggplant to Phoebe because he's not going to like her unwillingness to accept money that she should be accepting. Mm. Well, the listeners already know in the past if that happened or not. It did not happen. Oh, you gave the eggplant before the postman? I've listened to the yeah. podcast. I forget. I, yeah, no, you lose okay, me yes. a I gave, I gave, my, I gave my eggplant to Chandler. Hmm. All right, Ali. Nobody understands this eggplant stuff. You don't it's need ex- it. Correct? It's extremely straightforward. I also really like eggplant, so it's like kind of I get the I get the vibe of it, but it's like I like eggplant. <laughs> well, I just, I'd rather I have five snakes in an eggplant. I just rank the people. Why can't we just rank the people? What's with the nonsense eggplant? So I don't like I don't like ranking the people because a it's rigid. It forces you to make a pecking order between each person every episode, which some re- episodes there's no reason to do so. And it's number hurtful. two, not all rankings are created equal. Just because. If right. Rachel was number That's one one true. episode and Monica the, 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 the giving out the points, like you know, somebody kind of a dominant episode that really pads their stats. I like right. I, I buy yeah, everything you just true. said off except for the forced eggplant, which is why I keep canceling out my eggplants. Because you're forcing <laughs> you're forcing to put a negative when I uh, right there should be a hundred points to be distributed as I want. I can give somebody well, no, I mean you somebody. should not give somebody an eggplant if you don't I agree with you. Like, yeah. but 
I also think like with character rankings, like the one thing we do that I think makes sense with NGOG is that we just check in every season and it's like, all right, like your walk away from the season after the finale, like where do they sit with you? But I ranking everyone, every episode would be a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can, we can tweak the, you know, the point system, but I like having a point system. Where does this compare to the, uh, the coffee episode, the McDonald's trial? Uh, you're saying did it follow that like sequentially no i'm saying who who oh like when who was had that? the better who had the better treatment of like a famous oh the, the yeah um the spilled well, coffee the, it's funny because the mcdonald's coffee case is like always used like in pop culture as like a mockery when it's like a, like you a learn in law essential school. like right you learn in law school as like the <laughs> textbook example of like a good product liability case like they made their coffee too hot it was like reasonable that somebody would spill it on themselves and she got like very very bad burns didn't this yeah. actually happen with Chili? Or is that an old wives tale? I feel I thought like Wendy's Chili. No, we we, we literally read this in law school. But no, the not, not the McDonald's coffee uh, one. The, the... Yeah. Anyway. All right. We weren't oh, supposed to like really. It was August 1994. It was right before this. Oh, was that long ago? Yeah. So so then it couldn't have been so then it couldn't have been related to this episode because this episode was was produced before that. What I suppose, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, if it aired in September, it was yeah, written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, but here's a copycat. Wendy's Chili Finger Lady comes clean. In 2005, Anna Yala was dining at a San Jose Wendy's restaurant when she claimed she chomped down on a partially cooked segment of human finger. The fast food chain suffered an estimated $21 million in lost business. Oof. Blah, 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 blah. They pled guilty. They were sentenced to nine years in prison, but released after four. On good, on I think good Bud behavior. Light lost even more than that. The one condition to her release this she's not allowed to step foot back in the place that made her famous. <laughs> that, that was the condition. <laughs> she can't come back. Um, I once got I'll like a metal it. spring in a in like a bowl of pasta at a restaurant, and That's they were like, great. yeah, they were like not nearly oh. apologetic enough. <laughs> It was a kosher place, obviously. They were like, we're like, oh, we'll replace it with a new one for free. We're like, I'm like, that's not like an accommodation. Like, that's like, yeah, give me one that doesn't have a metal spring in it. Like, they, like, they, no they didn't even, they didn't even like offer like your your meal is free. <laughs> that sounds like a Jewish complaint. Uh, well, my let's, meal should be free. There was let's metal stop. in it. Allie's gonna quit if we keep doing anti-Semitism. So <laughs> wait, no, I, I didn't. Jared's welcome to stay. Obviously, I do have to go. I just thought this would be like a fun, like transition out. I can't stay for the whole time, but um, yeah. keep up the good work. Yeah, Everyone, mm, thank you, Allie. Uh, two podcasts. Look, looking Great. forward to hearing it tomorrow. Great right. job tonight. Thank uh, you. Good night, everybody. Good oh, night. Jared's leaving as well now. Everyone's leaving. Yeah. All right. Off. I'll see you later. No, I'll stay. I'll stay. Yeah. All Bye, right. guys. All right. Hey. So that. All right, let's hear from the postman. Letter from the postman. First off is... Wait, Jared, you got to stand around for... Oh, he doesn't even stay for his own letter. Okay. Yeah, he's gone. He'll hear it. All right. Um, I mean, he wrote it. He wrote it. He'll hear it. Um, we have a first-time postman from Rose, hmm. who says in episode we, two... We, we've had postmen from Rose before, but I mean, from a Rose, I think. We had Wait, someone called Moira Rose. I don't know oh, if this oh, is yeah, the same that was, person. Oh, yeah, yes. Um, maybe I think her name was Moira Roseberry, if I recall. Yeah, so now maybe we're on a middle name basis. Maybe, maybe it's the same person. Maybe this is Beat Rose posing as just Rose. Ah, uh, interesting. Um, or maybe yeah, it's my Rose grandmother a. was Rose. Probably not her. Yeah, probably not her. I mean, she's um, Rose. yeah, so then probably I not her. Those obvious. But um, in episode two, you made an assumption that Phoebe must be fairly new to the group since no one knew about Ursula. But later on, we find out that Phoebe was Monica's roommate. 
So I think it's just a plot hole, probably. No real reason to share this, except that I couldn't get the Phoebe as a new addition assumption out of my head, so I was compelled to write in. Um, well, that's uh, that's a good catch. Yeah, uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot of that sort of stuff, um, especially like early season stuff that they uh, didn't really know yet who the characters were. Um, but yeah, always write in. Tell us uh, why something we said is wrong or right or smart or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we go immediately to Rose's cousin, Beat Rose who says, I enjoy this episode spreading the storylines out more with Phoebe and Chandler each getting one. This is the episode that canonically shows Chandler is a Blue Jays fan. A Jays hat is visible in his cubicle at work while he's secretly smoking. As, a, as recently as a couple years ago, the no, Jays... Hold were- on. Uh, you can have a hat and not be canonically a fan, necessarily. I will just say. Now, we did say that uh, Matthew Perry is a Blue Jays fan. Yeah, but, that's what, that's yeah, what I, I have. I have hats in my office. I mean, especially in my office because I do sports, but like, I have lots of teams that I'm not a fan of. But, yeah. Yeah. Um... He says, as recently as a couple of years ago, the Jays would play the clip from this episode as an example of Jays in Hollywood, along with the story of Joe Carter's home run from Big Daddy and Chris Woodward in the Jays jersey on Degrassi. Mm. For his stake, he gives two for Phoebe for her great financial success, even if she doesn't want it, two to Monica for putting up with her friend's interference with her dates, even though none of them seem to be dating anyone, and one to Rachel for joining the guys to play softball, despite it being completely out of character. The eggplant goes to Chandler. Chandler oh, for being a Blue Jays fan. Wow. He's also the asshole. He acts like the issue with the smoking is the others telling him how to live. It's a combination of caring about his health, but also from a modern lens, they're sitting with him while he smokes indoors and it smells. Come with guys. Allen. He's annoyed by these people, but is coming with and hanging out all the time just for Monica, even when she isn't there. Great. Come with guy behavior. And he gives the episode 2.7 moves. Point seven. Um, okay. Should we switch moo points to the stakes and we get rid of the eggplant and then make something else for for this system? Oh no, I was I was I like two point seven moves instead of moo points. I think we should have to say moo for like the equivalent in seconds of our rating. <laughs> Five moves. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't it's kind of, it's kind of like the good. It's like just get out of stopwatch. Yeah. Episode moo. Yeah. <laughs> Great episode moo. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, Kyle King says, I didn't realize how early seasons was essentially Boyfriend of the Week for Monica, similar to Jerry and Seinfeld. This story arc was fine for what I consider a pretty weak episode. Chandler comparing knuckle cracking to smoking is psychotic. Yeah. If I were Joey, I would have fought tooth and nail on that comparison. Phoebe got the best line with the deja vu. One Moo Point episode. Mm, wow. Very harsh, very harsh. Alex Orvit says, hey, Alex and Av, how was this episode not named after the most come with guy ever? Alan is the best. He rode like a Viking. I like this episode over the first two, mostly because it was Phoebe and Monica more with some very Ashley lines from Chandler thrown in. He is the fucking asshole, though. Smoking everywhere is a return to the dark before times. And he gives the episode 3.2 out of 5. Um, and we now return to the aforementioned Jared Jerome, who has exited the premises. He says, okay, this Ross Monica inappropriate fest is really getting out of hand. I remember it being something that happened maybe once in a while and people over-exaggerating, but this is nuts. The episode literally opens with a cringy, sensual hand caress and ends with what's about to be some weird face massage sex frenzy. This is absolutely must be kept track of, and someone might be end up in jail. As for the actual episode, I thought it was surprisingly weak. The pacing I found to be very weird. The characters and acting were largely awkward and forced. Aniston and Schwimmer are really overacting, in my opinion, and Monica's co-chef seemed like a caricature to me. She was enunciating as if she was in a theater, yet she was standing in some makeshift kitchen, a foot away from Monica. I'm glad Phoebe got a lot more to do and was at her ditzy best. Also, definitely apex mounted for the homeless woman who also appeared in Speed this year as the woman on the bus who was scared to get off the bus and then got blown up by the bomb. Spoiler alert. 
Um, two laugh out moments for me came from Chandler. The bit with smoking in his office and spraying the air freshener in his mouth, akin to Jim Carrey spraying with, with uh, Binyaka in the wrong direction and Dumb and Dumber, also from 1994. And two, his agitated, non-smoking self saying he killed Joey. So there was that. But poor episode overall. Seinfeld connection. None. You think anyone involved with Seinfeld would have anything to do with this crap? <laughs> and on to his Sinister Six rankings. Oh my God, if he's going to write all this every week. Yeah, um, he may as well have to a podcast. You can summarize it, maybe. Um, Chandler, uh, he had two lines. It made me laugh. He had to take a lot of crap for smoking. I'm not a big fan of the smoking, but give the kid a break. He was shunned from society and had to take on abuse the entire time. An easy five pivots, pivots, 13 total. Phoebe, she gets a boost for her real first real opportunity. Extremely moral with the money stuff. And it paid off. She got the first street set moment of the show with her meeting with the girl from the bus. Throwing some good old fashioned hair shoeing. And she gets four pivots, eight total. Monica. You know, I'm surprised, but another solid showing from on. Hasn't done anything spectacular yet, but continues to be the center of the gang and the straw that stirs the drink. Honestly, I think it's her acting. She's the most professional of this inexperienced bunch, and it's showing. Three pivots, 12 total. Joey in fourth. Once again, not much from Joey. Nothing bad, nothing good. Replacement level, two pivots, six total. Rachel, she's really annoying me. The laugh moments they give her never land. She's an annoying person, and the way she's acting is annoying. I didn't remember being a Rachel hater or anything, but I really haven't been enjoying early Rachel. She's lucky there's an incest perpetrator on the show, or she wouldn't <laughs> even get those one pivots. Which takes us to Ross. I think at this point we've covered the sick, twisted, sexual fetish-seeking, pornographic, masochistic, sadistic incest, right? We've covered that? So let's just say his sad sack, woe-is-me persona, and droopy face attempts at humor are failing as well. Zero pivots, one total. For his ranking, he says the pacing was off, the writing was bad, the acting continues to be awkward, they had a few plot lines, but none of them were that interesting. Jokes are falling flat when not coming out of Matthew Perry's mouth. It's like they had the solid pilot, the big boost with all the good ideas for episode two, and now we had a real dud. I'll rank this episode third of the three so far and give it 1.4 eggplants. Oh, and what was with the name of the episode? The one with the thumb? Because of some weird out-of-nowhere joke about, I think, a penis being as big as the distance from the pointer finger to the thumb? Alex, is that why they call it the one with the thumb? Wait, was he... Is that a joke? I don't get it. I don't know. I think he just forgot about the thumb in the soda. Um, okay. He says, I'm not even sure that was the joke, and it makes no sense, and it's a desperate attempt to try to be risque and shouldn't be the name of the episode. Maybe this is all sarcastic. I have no idea. I see no indication of sarcasm. Okay. Um, that's for sure. A mess all around. Let's pull the troops together. All have sex with our sisters and try again next week. Um, okay. Jim Crumley. This one did not hit for me. It all felt too cliche. Some of the characters were filled out a little better, but it didn't hold together as an episode two out of five moves. Come with guys, Alan. He dealt with the clingy friends, and the fucking asshole is Lizzie. She just had to buy the soda. Just take the gift. Monica gets two stakes for bringing, had the nerve to bring Alan home and then to dump him. Three stakes to Stevie for getting the B plot and for having good things happen to her. And Chandler gets the eggplant because smoking is gross. We turn next to Zach Brooks, who says the A plot was pretty good with the button at the end of Alan not liking them. I didn't really get the point of Phoebe's plot line until the very last line of the episode. Welcome to the world of friends where the last episode's climactic moment just doesn't exist. No discussion of Ross's coming baby. And at the very end, we get our Ross Monica PDA of the episode. Three pretties. One eggplant for Chandler for Snoking Stinks. One steak for Phoebe and Monica. And three steaks for Alan, which is against the rules, but we'll allow it. Um, okay, and we end off with Owen Allen, who says, I didn't get many end-of-date soft blows because they always wanted to process mid-hookup. 
I don't know what that means. I did get the classic, oh, I just found out my friend has been in a major car accident line once. <laughs> was 98% certain it was bullshit at the time, but guess I still have to play along. 100% certain now. Anyway, I guess <laughs> that's, Hasidic... a, that's a strong statement to use as an exit, but yeah, I guess you got to do. I guess the Hasidic jewelers aren't great at softball. Monaco <laughs> is still central, but at least Phoebe and Chandler get some plots, and we are on a break from Ross and Rachel. He gives the episode 3.2 moves. Three stakes to Phoebe, generous with money, great annoyed entrance, and adore her hair chewing, had the best put-down line in that exchange. He gives two to Chandler for showing his physical chops with the smoking routine and great acting tips for Joey. And the eggplant goes to Joey. Not bad, still just lacking a proper episode storyline. I'm with Gallus Paula, the co-worker. Phoebe has enough stakes to go, so we'll go with excellent direct advice from Monica. And given, given all the talks of how white the show is, you can have her come along to negate that talk. Um, yeah, this would probably be the you know biggest role that we'll have from a person of color. Um, for many seasons <laughs> yeah. perhaps um fucking hassle no real standout guess i give it to rachel for getting the orders all mixed up uh and that's our postman mm. all right well thank you so much to our uh post uh postman senders new and old don't you hate to be continued on tv i mean the whole reason you watch a tv show is because it ends if i wanted a long boring story with no point to it i have my life <laughs> Next week of it is the one with George Stephanop Stephanop Stephanopoulos. Did I say that right? Did I skip a syllable? Stephanopoulos. No, Stephanopoulos. Syllable. George yes, Stephanopoulos. Thank you. Thank you. Shouldn't shouldn't be that hard to say. Snuffleupagus. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. As Rachel will call him. That's true. Yeah. The Clinton advisor in the early '90s, who is much more famous now for for anyone under the age of uh, I guess us. For uh, being at what's he been on ABC for twenty years? Yeah, 30 years, it's like right. It's funny how it is because it's kind of like it's both a time capsule and also like he's much more famous than like you ever could have imagined. Just like some random campaign advisor would be thirty years later. But he was pretty famous then, which is how he was getting the gig, right? But like, but I guess he, a lot of these people go on TV and they, co- and they, and they just years. these people come and go. Yeah. They're like hot because yeah. there's an election or whatever, that's and then true. they're forgotten immediately. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, um, yeah. George Stephanop Stephanop Stephanopoulos is still uh, hanging around. <laughs> I just you know stuff all because I like it more. Yeah. Okay. Should we do an episode of Sesame Street next week? Mm, one. Let's do all the one with Staphylococcus. Are they still making new ones? I think they are. Are they, on, they H- are. on their on Max. Com or something? Yeah, they're on the same channel as Friends. All right. Okay. Now let's do this next episode. Bye. Get a life, Jews.